It's Billy. I just wanted to let everybody know that there is a slight variance in the audio between the whimsical Terrace Jack and myself. I sound a little low in the bass, and uh, Terrace sounds wonderful. So adjust to that, and you'll enjoy the show. podcast. I'm Billy Sanderson. And I'm Tara Zajac. Hey Tara, how are you? I am terrific. Thank you, Billy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We have, uh, for those listeners who download every episode moments after it's posted, uh, you've probably missed us because we've been away for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been ages. It feels like it's been quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. But we've, uh, you've been good. I've been good. Yep. Keeping busy. Good, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's been a lot going on here in Victoria, huh? Well, from an Oddfellows perspective, yes, and just Victoria in general as a tourist hub. You know, cruise ships are, ships are back, and yeah. downtown's busy, and there's lots of activity. For some of those who don't live here, we've been pretty lucky on the COVID front in terms of um, restrictions and all that. So I was thinking about that today as I left my place, and, you know, just... This time last year, it was packing a mask everywhere, and yep. just really grateful not to be doing that right now. Yeah, yeah. See people's faces, get a little different perspective, and maybe even, uh, I guess, uh, I went to a party last night, and people were talking about how many people had got COVID. Yeah. And uh, and they're all feeling like, yeah, they just sort of battled through it and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, having the mask on, I still throw the mask on. I don't know. Kind of did it. I, for me, I mean, you were on a plane recently. So for me, it d- depends on what I'm doing. If, yeah. if I'm going about my normal habits, I do not say a doctor's office or pharmacy or something where there might be people yeah. immunocompromised for sure. But my usual, like going to the office, whatever, we've all been around each other. I actually got COVID from a party f- in, over Easter. And, you know, in my case, it was mild. So check that one off the old life experience there list. <laughs> <laughs> on the bingo card yeah woo. <laughs> um and yeah so it provides me i guess with perhaps a false sense of security for now that at least i'm kind of okay but yeah it's very day-to-day for how these things have been as we all know yeah so uh today's show it's just tara and i we're gonna banter a little bit about what's been going on in victoria and uh there has uh there's been a number of events and we've got some things planned over the next for three four months that are also noteworthy and um and then we're gonna we're gonna dig in a little deeper about being a vice grand mm-hmm. yeah so those are all tempting things so why don't we start with the recap of what's been going on lately what's been going on with you in Oddfellows land well um i guess if we're maybe doing a little bit of this chronologically sure there was a comedy night that was booked at our hall and we've had them in the past and it's always a raucous good time. And it also was in celebration of one of our brother's birthdays. And that, unfortunately, was the... I was excited to go. And then that's when I had the old... The, the, the little C, as they say. So I obviously not in good good conscience could attend that. So I heard good things about the comedy event. I like that we do that. I yes. strongly encourage your own lodges organizing something like that. But did you have a chance to go? Uh, I did not go. Uh, I couldn't get a ticket. It was sold out so fast. And <laughs> I uh, had made sort of tentative plans. So, yeah, I missed it. But I know people who went and they enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that group has done it in the past. I think it was uh, once before pre-COVID. And uh, it's Brother Shiraz and bro- Brother Matty G here at Columbia. And they... Uh, they do. They split the proceeds between the Tunnel Love uh, mm-hmm. fundraiser for Christmas, and with the uh, Victoria Native Friendship Center, mm. and um, and and I think there may have been one other. I apologize to to the the group, but I think there was one other that uh, had a portion of the proceeds. But 
yeah, they raised just shy of $3,000 and um, sent the money in for those charities. Uh, Brother Bramble did his opening act for the comedians again. You remember him from previous podcasts. Yes. So, yeah, groovy, funky uh, brother Eric Bramble, uh, our chaplain in Columbia, he did the opening act. Uh, Legendary, apparently. Oh, good. I think part of the reason I was sad to miss it um, uh, was because it's one of those things, you know, life is resumed, quasi-normal, but to be in the room with a whole bunch of people that you really enjoy and to have that um, coordinated laughter versus like a restaurant or whatever, everyone's in their pod doing their own things. But as a group, you're watching the same performance and you're all getting a chance to just enjoy yourselves and laugh at yeah. the same time and share that very common experience. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, something I haven't done in a while and I was yeah. looking forward to doing that. So it's sad to miss that yeah, experience. Yeah, and it's, it's hot. Like it is, if I'm on the uh, Facebook group for the Oddfellows community and and it's, you're seeing lodges post their events and so forth, and I think there's a comedy night in Davis Lodge in uh, in California as well. And that uh, you know, just doing that, like uh, so many new events are kind of coming up, and mm-hmm. we're just getting into it mm-hmm. uh, since we've been so uh, we you know we had a regroup when we came back to the hall for meetings, and that was kind of a t- couple month regroup. But now the the events are going and. After comedy would have been the parade. Was that before? Oh, no, you're right. Let's do it chronologically. So then it would have been (laughs) the initiate's dinner for Columbia 2 and the Grandmaster's visit. And that was in May. Mm -hmm. Did Grandmaster Trudy go to the Bastion meeting that week as well? No. No, she didn't. She's from out of town, so she was... She just came in and did that. Okay, yeah, so the Initiates Dinner, which we've talked about on the podcast before too, is a big event, and they uh, it is for the class of Columbia members. They We put the class of new Initiates together, and we say, your first chance is to run an event, and they uh, do a dinner or silent auction or whatever, and in this year's case, they have a chef, a cook, chef, a qualified guy, who's in the initiate class, and they came up with an Italian-themed dinner. Did you go? I I, I went, <laughs> I drank, I laughed, I ate, and then we ate some more and some more and some more because the food kept coming. Oh. It was, it was, um, it was funny because they had a bit of a menu. So there was a bruschetta starter, and then there was a pasta dish, and then there was like a vodka um, penne, I believe. And then a salad. And then uh, there was something else. And you thought you were done because that hit the end of the list. And then out came the chicken parm. And some people hadn't even clued into the fact that it was multiple courses. So they, you know, and I, I paced based on what I had seen. Uh, <laughs> but some people just thought that that penne was like the main meal. Yeah. And then you don't want to be rude. And it was really lovely too because they served it family style. Okay. Which was nice. And and um, a few of the the fellows in that class have a hospitality background, so there was you know they're topping up our waters, uh, <laughs> and it's you know it's it's I was a server for years, and it's always kind of it's funny being on the other side of having someone you know serve you. Usually yeah. I'm I was the one pouring the water, but it just made for this really fun experience and felt like a a little bit more um, high class than like schlepping up to a buffet. Right. But the, the food was, was oh, there was, a, I think, a gnocchi, I think. No, but yeah, it was tasty and delightful. And then everyone needed a nap afterwards. <laughs> but they did a they did a bang-up job, like all the guys who organized it and, you know, did the right things where um, one of the initiates, Roger, came to our before meeting the time before to talk it up. And, oh, and the gar- they talked up the garlic bread and everything was... So they did a really great job. The room looked great. I brought someone in who wasn't part of Oddfellows and... It was his first time being not only being in a lodge, but meeting all these people. And right. you could see like the eyes as big as saucers. Like, do you guys do this all the time? Not, not, we don't, yes, every week. It's just our life here. <laughs> Cruise ship style. Uh, anyway, it was, it was, it was, they did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I was out of town. And so I'd heard that uh, it went very well, of course. And that they also celebrated uh, Brother Jerry Ratchford's uh, 94th birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jerry is also a pod, um, modern goat rider podcast guest, and uh, 
He uh, is going to be celebrating uh, his 30th year as an Oddfellow mm-hmm. very, very soon. And so we, uh, the, and around the same time, Vic, uh, Columbia rattled off a bunch of vet- veteran pins for 20 years and 30 years and 10 years. And uh, we've got another round of that coming up in the fall. So uh, everyone's back. And so we're pinning them and they getting into the parties and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, it was it was really nice, and it was nice to see the hall. You know, there's kids, yeah. yeah, there's adults and different ages yeah. and different generations. It was really lovely to see yeah. the space being used like that. It looked lonely and sad and yeah. dusty for a long time. Yeah. And they set a record for uh, the initiates dinner. They raised four thousand seven hundred and sixty three dollars. I was. Lucky to be the one uh, uh, with their organizer handing the check to the charity, which was the Women's Transition House here in uh, Victoria. And the brothers had uh, a member within their group who uh, was a, at, at his young age, he passed through their doors uh, and got the support that they needed uh, many, many decades ago when he was a young guy with his, his mom. And uh, so he put them forward for the mm. charity for the event. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with that dinner, a lot of, you know, money was raised for sure from the silent auctions. And, and that's the neat thing about having initiates come in is you're bringing in not only new um, talents and new ideas and new networks. I mean, those of us have been around for a few years for our fellows. I love going and supporting the events, but you don't want to fish from the same pond You're right. too, too much. Yes. So when you can expand and get a bit more like vitality, and again, um, it's always good to have someone say, well, why do you do it this way? What about this way? I'm like, great. Like, swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, that's wonderful. Make it happen. We'll support you. So um, every, you know, ideas are always on the table. Yeah. And and uh, those of us, the, the OGs, are happy to help facilitate it. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we go to the parade. No. Oh yeah. yeah, the parade, the parade. Oh, oh my gosh. Parade. Oh, so speaking of throwbacks, uh, um, apparently, um, Oddfellows, uh, probably from Victoria One, were prop and maybe C two, mm-hmm. uh, used to be in the Victoria Day parade, which happens every year in town on Victoria Day, the long holiday in, in or long weekend in May, and the parade itself is massive and complicated floats and people line up for I think the parade stretch is about three kilometers mm-hmm. and there's people lined up the whole way and uh our noble grand sam sherman has fond memories of seeing the odd fe- she as a child seeing odd fellows go by and sort of wondering what it was about so that was this was her baby uh to get it going and so we did and it was super fun um there wasn't a ton of time to get a float together but earmarked for next year but we had a you know, we had our flags and we wore, we have some Bastion 4 swag and the, the gents have some uh, Columbia 2 swag that we're wearing. And you learn some valuable lessons. For sure, we're comfortable shoes. Okay. Um, because it's it's a longish, it's not the longest walk, but you're just kind of like, it takes a long time. Yeah. So while you might walk three kilometers in 45 minutes or whatever, it's a couple hours there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe have a snack because it is a couple hours, <laughs> your sunscreen, and don't give away all your candy at once. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we had our... The Giving red- away the candy is, is sort of the tradition of some groups that they uh, they get a little more attention from the families at the sides yeah. by giving kids, well, everything from suckers to, mm-hmm. to little mini chocolate bars or whatever, mm-hmm. just to kind of like, hey, kids, look at us. Um, and it's not just the kids. I oh. was running up with my mittfuls of rockets or whatever, and the kids, and like, I think for any adult too, most of us have gone to a parade, hopefully as a kid, and you don't do that very often. So the children give you an excuse to also sit there and hold your hand out. And I was like, like happy, happy to give candy to grownups. They were also very excited. Um, and we had, you know, a little bit of a off fellows, uh, paraphernalia. We had pamphlets Ooh. spreading the gospel. Spreading the gospel. Yeah. There you go. A little bit of that, but. Um, and our red rollers, so the cart we use when we do our uh, food donations to um, the you know the disadvantaged folks near our lodge, we use that, and then a couple bicycles. So we had a, a variety of uh, apparatuses, but no big float. But you no know, next float. year, yeah, you had your yeah. flags. We had our flags, and just for the group of us that went, I mean, it was a very unique experience. And I have to say, 
uh, I'm not uncomfortable speaking in front of a group, but there is this moment after I've been walking for about 10 minutes when you're like, God damn, there are thousands of eyes staring at us and we're probably in television somewhere. (laughs) And one of our, one of our, um, our sisters, Jackie Lynn is, um, by her own admission does not like being front and center. Right. And she's like, Oh yeah. Like you're just kind of like cluing into that and you're like, okay, eyes forward. Like, don't worry about it. We're here. We're committed. (laughs) We're just doing it, but it was great. And you're watching for somebody in your group who goes, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to step over. I'm just going to leave myself somewhere. And then you never see him again. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, well, it was, I, I did text my parents. Oh, to <laughs> so, watch TV? Yeah. <laughs> they tried to record it. <laughs> it's amazing. And a couple of, I'm not the only one. A couple of us did that, too. It was, and then you have people who recognize us from the sides and yeah. call out. And I don't know. It was very charming. Okay. I, I highly encourage it. Good, good. Well, well, we'll always make, we'll just keep striving, swinging for the fences and get a bigger crowd every yeah. year. That's yeah. That's our plan. Yeah. But now we're on it. Like, that's the other thing is that if, you're right. Sam uh, brought it up. And in even in Columbia side, when we, we talked about it, it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, that's not that far away yeah but um yeah well done well done yeah yeah and then well done to you ah. for odd fellows 101 odd fellows 101 so, yeah so i was uh i was inspired by uh any ages ago pre-covid ages ago event that uh was held in southern california i believe and uh, they had a kind of open door, odd fellows, who are we, Q&A kind of thing. And then I heard and uh, was part of, uh, as an audience member, the Encampment uh, 101 Q&A that was out of New Jersey. And I believe that was the fellows, uh, their lodge is Friendship Lodge. I, I apologize, guys. I don't know your Encampment Lodge number, but... Uh, Toby Hansen called in for it. it was a big Zoom mm. thing, and uh, they did an encampment version. So I thought, okay, we're in the hall, and we had uh, 15 candidate or new members join from Columbia, and there were some new sisters recently mm-hmm. as well. So I put it out there that myself and historian John Adams from Victoria One and Grand uh, or Deputy Grand uh, Master. Jim Stiven from Victoria One in Columbia Two. He's a associate member, and uh, Grand Lodge Secretary Becky Ald from Bastion would do some chit chat presentation, answer some questions mm-hmm. with me, um, and uh, that was hmm, counting back what three days ago, four days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? You were there. Garbage. No, it was it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Kicked everybody to stay awake. <laughs> no, no, it it was good. It was good because it had um, some of the deep historical origin stuff, but um, a lot of contemporary, uh, you know, facts and discussions. It was informative to have Becky talk about Grand Lodge, yes, and then the the Board of the Union, which is the name for our society that runs our buildings. So you know, assets. So like a little bit of like business nitty gritty, but very important, you know. And and you didn't try to cover everything because that would be a lot, but you pointed people to resources. And I saw on online, so I saw a number of people jotting down the the URL for the Ask Me and I May Know. Is that Ask Me I May Know dot com. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw a number of people like. And established odd fellows too, furiously jot that down, and I thought that was a great, you know, testament yeah. to you, you leaving people to want to know more. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was very. very I was enjoyable. really, I was happy that. Uh, well, I was happy for a number of reasons. First of all, it was a Wednesday night in June, and we, I don't know, we had a dozen people. Yeah, at least I say, yeah, sort of that ballpark, and uh, they were not all brand new people, mm-hmm. and I had content ready for all brand new people Mm. and so when i saw that the audience had um carol farrell who's Mm -hmm. past grand in victoria one and michael gower who's been in the hall since he was knee high to a uh uh, i don't know to to a a very goose yeah to a canadian (laughs) goose to a very Mm -hmm. very small guy his uh great great his grandfather was an odd fellow and his dad so um and and Joan Athey and some other veterans, you know, from Victoria One that were there. And the new people were from Bastion and from Columbia, too, which was great. I 
felt like I had, uh, uh, I kind of put the, the speakers on the spot a little bit. Mm. We shared some details and beforehand and just said, okay, let's just see what questions we get. And uh, we got some good questions. And the more you know, uh, in Oddfellows, it, it seems like a bit of an advantage because you get, because there's so many people don't know anything about the board of union or right. about grand lodge or whatever yeah. and you don't have to be the expert but you're just we're just trying to get a little more knowledge into there and explaining that there is something called sovereign grand lodge and grand lodge and so forth because not every new member picks all that stuff up right they just are so focused in on what they're getting from their meetings and whether they're getting enough mm-hmm. um you know we <laughs> In the last round of candidates, it has been a bit of a challenge to make sure that there's something level uh, for everyone to understand about Oddfellows because Columbia 2 does not have a lecture program. We are not seeing candidates and explaining everything to them before they walk in the door. We are trying to understand what they want and so forth. And so sometimes you get emails uh, I got we got one today let's be rather open kimono about it we got one that was like you know it's just not for me and you know they haven't been with the lodge for very long and and it was oh well, my gosh we've got to go we've got to investigate this we need mm-hmm. to send you know, uh, this was between the uh, grand law uh, grant ah, noble grand myself and recording secretary and we was you know we got to do a little bit of a quick exit interview and find out what it is um, so make sure it's not something really something we could fix right you know, kind of thing so yeah so that's what Oddfellows one on one was a lot of questions and uh, we had fun I had fun and then we went into the hall which a smaller group went into the hall and we talked about meetings mm-hmm. um, which was good because there was two new people there um, from Bastion and we answered a lot of their questions oh good yeah I know I mean again there's the warm fuzzy things and you raise 10 grand for this charity or that charity and you have a great party but really to get the function working well is people need to have a common understanding about meetings to have those go well and to get business done so it's it's great that people had interest in that and i think so when when you when i was doing this you know coming up with this content and stuff you know we didn't have things in it that said Thou shall go to meetings. Thou shall attend mm. 10 meetings. Thou shall sign up and volunteer for this many events and so forth. It was to be background stuff mm-hmm. and to and to have the, the lodges themselves deal work with the members, mm-hmm. new and old, that they are attending. And there's reasons to attend meetings or, or socials or whatever and so forth. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's such a... The order is full of things you could uh, learn. Like, you could just do history for a, yeah, a of year. Course. Yeah. You could just do the parliamentarian <clears throat> rules and regulations for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and hopefully people, you know, spend their time, you know, doing what they really like and getting what they can out of uh, Oddfellows. And, mm-hmm. and they stick around for 20 years like and 30 years like Jerry. So what's next? What else is on our radar? We're going into the summer. We got the summer picnic. We got a summer picnic coming up. Well, may I? Please go ahead. Rewind the clock again to nine a.m. yesterday. Oh, roughly. Oh yeah, yesterday. Just a little thing. Oh, small yeah. gathering. Let's, let's let yeah. Let's let's think about it and talk about that. <clears throat> so we had a quaint uh, little do yesterday. And by quaint, I mean a hundred people and guests and, um, you know, several, several volunteers and hundreds of hours of work for the sixth annual charitable disc golf tournament that was started by Dave P from C2. And I think he was on here last year talking about it. Yes. We We had, we had had it in September last year. Um, and, you know, Bastion 4 has a strong contingent of, of volunteers as well that help support. And last September, we, we didn't do a recap, I don't think, of the disc golf tournament. Uh, it rained. Uh, 
fairly significantly all day, but that did not dampen the spirits. However, yesterday, super sunny, and it's this idyllic field and rolling hills, and there's all little daisies out. And there's, <laughs> I got this panic phone. It's on a farm, like a rehabilitation farm uh, for, for kids. Um, and then the, so there's horses and there's this llama that just meanders around. So, you know, midday, things are crazy. There's people everywhere and we're organizing stuff. And I get this phone call saying like, do they know that the llama is out on the, on the field? <laughs> and this llama was just having a little snooze in the sand trap. But, <laughs> but the word is that the llama is not told where to go and oh. just play around it okay. and try not to hit it because <laughs> there's not much they can do anyway hilarity um so it was a very good day and i don't have a dollar figure as we talked about a bit before recording um but safe to say it was um i feel like it was very financially successful and everyone had a good time and lots of laughs the food was amazing the vault you know the folks who put together the operational stuff to basically take a forest grove and have a pig roast and a band and all these things. It, it, it is a lot of um, planning, logistical work. And this the vibe from players. Last year was my first year uh, taking part. And I recognized some people from mm-hmm. last year and they recognized me and, you know, laughs were had. And it was, it was great. Like everyone did a phenomenal job. Yeah. And last year, the proceeds were about $30,000, I think. And... Uh... The charities are the Vancouver Island Crisis Society, mm-hmm. who runs the hotline, mm-hmm. and Mary's Farm themselves. We, yep. we not only pay for the, or the group doesn't, pays for the rent of the disc golf course, which is on Mary's Farm, but also donates something for uh, helping mm-hmm. support, maintain, continue the uh, the work they do for kids with developmental disabilities and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and being on a farm, there's your therapy animals like right there all the time, and mm-hmm. very nice, uh, nice event. Yeah, it was. That was really good, but uh, the old the old bod was sore last yeah. <laughs> last night. Ten hours on your feet it catches up with you a little bit, but it was it was great, and we had a really good time. Okay. Okay. What's next? Now. Yes. I've, we finished everything. Okay. Now we can talk about what's next. So we have, we have summer picnic. Yeah. July 24th-ish. Yes. Um, number whatever. I don't know. 100th, 100th annual. We'll just say it was the... We'll just call this one the 100th annual. Cause sure. Sounds like the right thing to do. Uh, Oddfellow barbecue picnics, cookouts. They've happened all over, all over the place. And uh, we are excited that we will have a new volunteer... Uh, leader uh this year Stuart brown who had run it for a few years step uh aside to run the disc golf mm-hmm. and in his shoes uh <clears throat> scott wedekin is filling that uh, one of the things that happens in the lodges is that columbia does the uh summer picnic and it's open for all members of all lodges and then uh and their families and then victoria one does the family christmas party which is where Santa comes and you, you do the gift uh, giving and all those things to the little ones. And there's uh, quite a nice uh, Christmassy festive uh, celebration at the hall in Christmas time. But the summer is a little different. We mm-hmm. we get out and we have the big barbecue, uh, burgers, hot dogs, all that fun stuff and lots of games in the sunshine. And it's... Um different because we're not doing it as a fundraiser it is simply to get together which is just takes a you know a certain amount of pressure off that it really just is assembling like with your extended family Mm -hmm. and hanging out so that's nice it's it's a low maintenance low maintenance (laughs) low maintenance yeah but um yeah uh then uh the next event that i know about uh is this wednesday And that is another, this is a social fun thing that actually will dovetail into the the next uh, thing on the list. But I wanted to mention that uh, our last meeting in June, or second meeting, last meeting in June, we take the summer off, uh, is a traditionally been a games night. And it's kind of been kind of on again, off again. But we have someone who's organizing a games competition team. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it's all done. But he has a, a scheme 
Uh, Brother Neil Farrell of Columbia 2 has a scheme on how to do it. It's, I don't know, $10 to get in. You get some tokens. Mm -hmm. You win a game, you take their token. You lose a game, you give a token. Person with the most tokens at the end Mm -hmm. plays the person with the second most tokens in Mm -hmm. the Game Master game of choice. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, and it's a big social for everyone. So that one's going on. But And we say games, it's like... Crokinole, um, darts, what's the slidey? Sh- uh, shuffleboard. Yeah, thank bar- you. Bar room shuffleboard. Yeah. Uh, billiards, pool. Uh, and there's one other game we're playing too. I can't remember. But, I think oh, it's cornhole. checkers. Somebody's bringing cornhole in. So oh, we'll cornhole. be playing that in the, in the banquet hall. Um, but what I what it kind of dovetails to is we had, had set this up and we made this plan. And uh, this is... Coming out of Grand Lodge, it was mentioned at our meeting, so I'm assuming that it can be aired publicly. Um, and there's is an idea that Grand Lodge had done as part of members coming back and getting back together. There's lodges that just have had a lot of trouble getting Zoom meetings going mm. or and often enough, and they were basically just keeping the lights on with uh, the carryover executive and so forth. And so the Grand Lodge has decided that um, lodges can uh, submit proposals for in-person member rela- uh, social rela- social related. Like if you wanted to have a barbecue because you've never had a barbecue before, um, you can send a proposal to Grand Lodge and they'll give you some money to, oh, right on. to pay for it. Yeah, and like a community grant. A community grant. Yeah, exactly. And this is, uh, you know, uh, it's it's not simply giving every lodge some money and saying, go do something with it. Mm-hmm. It is putting the onus on the lodge to go, okay, we're going to do something, but it has to be social. It has to be for the members. It has to be focused on um, getting people back together again and reigniting um, that aspect of odd fellows that may have been missing when their lodge was closed for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is all going to kind of hit the, 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 I guess it'll hit secretaries this month or next month. And then by Grand Lodge sessions in September, when we'll be uh, doing a new executive for Grand Lodge, uh, they'll probably have some proposals by then that mm-hmm. they can uh, mention. Uh, recently, we did the podcast with Becky and with, uh, so Becky Ald again, and uh, Aaron Hall, Grand Warden, and uh, Scott Shaw, um, reluctant Grand Lodge attendee. <laughs> Captive. <laughs> Captive. Uh, uh, he is, uh, anyways, we, uh, we talked about Grand Lodge sessions and things uh, that we thought in our podcast, what would be interesting things to improve and make uh, Grand Lodge sessions more interesting. And I think a couple of those might, maybe maybe one, even just one would be really interesting to see rolled out at the September Grand Lodge in uh, Chilliwack, British Columbia. Um, I, 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 I'm going, I think I'm driving Jerry. Jerry Ratchford is past, he's a, a past Grand Marsh, uh, uh, master, Grand Master. Uh, he's our representative for Columbia, and so is Russ Campbell and Scott Shaw and Josh Miller are our alternates. And uh, so there'll be at least a group of us getting in a car and driving across the uh, lower mainland. Uh, but we're going to have a chance to go visit other lodges. We're kind of excited about mm. that. Yeah, so we'll hopefully drop in at Delta, and we'll certainly drop in at uh, Fair at the Fairview Lodge or the Van 90 Lodge in Vancouver. So Walter and gang get ready for us uh we'll be coming on sunday uh i don't have anything else on the horizon no i can't think of anything right now that's a lot yeah that's a lot um so hey vice grand hey vice grand how's it been going oh you know (laughs) someone who i can't remember who it was in the melee of yesterday but um it was a it was a funny comment. They looked at me and they're like, "I bet you can't wait to be Noble Grand next year." And I was like, "I don't know, sure." I, I mean, firstly, 
nothing set in stone. Anything could happen. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's anyway. Um, and I, again, this is the midst of a lot of things happening. Being busy at the tournament, like well, uh, sure, like why would you say that? They're like, well, when you know Noble Grand, you don't have to do these kind of things anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> I thought it was really interesting, and like you know, I think it was just meant sort of nicely, but. It just it just made me kind of pause and because um, me helping out events is something I genuinely enjoy doing. Right. And this does relate to your, your question because um, being vice grand and just being part of the executive, it does there is an added element to your time. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly being noble grand. Um, so you need to be aware of your bandwidth as a human yes. for commitments. And um, it would be difficult for, like on one hand, of course, like you don't, as a, as an, um, in any social group, I guess, you don't want to always be the one I feel like doing the same event all the time because you're not giving a chance for new people to right. take and learn, right? Um, you want to coach people up, let them fly, like do their thing. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's things that you might feel um, a strong affinity, of course. Like, I love doing the poker tournament every year yeah. or whatever the case may be. Um, so being vice grand, like reflecting on the past year, um, and, you know, and I'm doing this and I'm doing Board of the Union and events and vice granding. So it has, in fact, yeah. been a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, you know, no regrets and delightful people. So I, I perhaps after the summer break, I'll look at dialing something back. I'm not sure. Uh, it might be fewer events and maybe I'll just volunteer in a minor role right. and still put my, my mitts in. So for me, um, the the vice grand piece has been an interesting, um, I don't want to say not really a conflict, but addition to my odd fellows uh, time availability. And, and again, I, there's only 24 years of well, hours in a day and mm-hmm. um, just being judicious with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree that uh, you need to, rec- you know, uh, maybe constantly uh, review your bandwidth mm. of uh, everything. And, and we, I, I'm a bit of a hypocrite here because I'll say, why, why can't people go to more meetings? Why aren't they going to more meetings? I'm at every mm. meeting. Mm. Um, and uh, I think it's... Uh, important to know your bandwidth so family and work and all of that sort of stuff that Oddfellows has to fit into mm-hmm. and in some ways Oddfellows can be a, a major uh, supporter for your ability to be a good uh, employee because you have uh, friends with Oddfellows and mm. that's your friend network um, but yeah yeah uh, the vice i was told i i wasn't i have no one's asked me are you excited to be about noble grand next year but i was told before uh getting nominated how much time noble grand really is Hmm. and the the warning was you know it's close to a it'll feel like it's a full-time job Hmm. and then vice grand is either depending on your logic could be very very little compared to the Noble Grand, uh, or it can be half of the work that the Noble Grand mm-hmm. is putting through. So um, our year has been a really interesting year because our committed Noble Grand last year in 2021 uh, was gung-ho, and we just hit some uh, we hit some bumps in the road that were challenges that we didn't really see coming, but I think only came because we weren't in the meeting halls. They were mm-hmm. just—they were all kind of virtual things, and uh, and a conflict with his work and other things, personal stuff. Uh, he stepped down, and so we have uh, a a acting noble grand this year uh, for the time being, and my vice grand has continued and so forth. So it's it's never dull, right? But like. Uh, are you on a committee for in Bastion as vice grant? Are you on your bylaws? Do you I'm on. Grants? We have a communications committee that, that I'm you're on? part of, but um, we've been quiet. You've been quiet, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, committees are their own thing too, and also yeah. can be 
I mean, if you love your work, you never work a day in your life. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah. If, if for us, it's finance for the mm. the uh, vice grand, which is certainly not a quiet committee anytime. Um, but uh, yeah, I think vice grand and anticipating what could come. Oh. Well, I think you know, for me. Um, our, our lodge's existence is fairly new. Yeah. And um, once assuming that position, I thought a lot more about the big picture and less about the immediate. So, you know, you're a member and it's kind of year over year. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you go to meetings, you take part in events and everything's very um, kind of short term. But of course, being vice grand, um, there's a certain longitudinal view that you take mm-hmm. and you want to pay respect to the work that was done from not only the people before you, the immediate, you know, um, past, past grand and a couple before you, but in the case of our lodge being that it was, that it's new there, um, I, I, I feel responsibility to do right by this fairly nascent lodge and make sure it keeps going. Yep. Right. And I mean, those, those of us who are in lodges, um, perhaps some lodges elsewhere that, um, are also struggling with membership. I imagine that probably weighs heavy because you, yeah, you, it's, you feel a lot more like it's your responsibility as opposed to being a member. And it should be everyone's responsibility. I, I strongly feel that the success of a lodge is and does not rest solely on the noble grand and vice grand. That's, that's mm-hmm. too much. Like it does take a village, but you know, you're in those positions and you take those positions on to, to do more and try to have a broader perspective and, and try to put people in the right seat in the bus. So maybe have that quiet member who has a lot of potential, but they're not Mm -hmm. being asked. So how do you help them um, have the best experience as part of odd fellowship and and those kind of things? Yeah. And leadership doesn't mean always mean an officer or a committee member. You can, you can be a leader just by having, you know, good, strong, reliable candidates come in because you've recommended them and so forth. So um, Ed Burns in our last show brought up the point that, you know, we're kind of passing through the history of Oddfellows, right? Like yeah, the history nice. of our lodge uh, that or the lodge you're a member of. Like, you, you can get, oh, I'm going to be here for 20 years and so forth. But, you know, that's maybe one tenth of the time that the lodge has actually been around because it's Mm -hmm. been around for 200 years. Mm -hmm. So you are, even as a 20 year member, you are kind of just passing through and the responsibility, as you point out for the bigger picture is I, I, I take very seriously. And I think that if we have the, um, if you kind of have those, those types of serious thought and percept and process, uh, perspective year over year then you have this runway for for the next noble grands and the next vice grands Mm -hmm. to sort of see and understand um and uh you know covid excluded uh the the noble grands that and the vice grands in in columbia you know progressively we've been getting better and better and better leading into the tough year of of kind of just shutting down and not knowing what to do but i think the the next round we have to just sort of restart and get back to that and saying okay you're an organized person organize the heck out of us you're a communication exec you know type of person promote us get us get your lodge kind Mm -hmm. of going uh in a in a different route but but always building and never sitting back and just kind of letting it go so um i felt a lot of responsibility for the financial side this year mm. um and uh and my my colleagues on the on the finance committee know kind of how we've we're really just trying to sort all the cards the right way right um and that's not part of the, that's not part of meetings that's not part of speaking that's yeah. not part of handing out the big novelty check like we did on friday uh that are all parts of being noble grands and vice grands yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in our case in British Columbia, there's certain fulfillments you have to do for the Societies Act and just keeping all your paperwork sorted, which isn't something I love, but I recognize is important. So, yeah. you know, we have a good executive for that. But, you know, put us in a position where those ducks are in a row 
so that the folks who come to the lodge and take part or are thinking about coming back that uh, I don't waste their time. Yes. You know, like we all have stuff to do. We all have, uh, you know, friends and family members and other commitments that we could be doing when we're not or hanging out with that we're not doing when we're at a meeting. Mm -hmm. So if you show up to a meeting, when you show up to a meeting, I want to make darn sure that you get something positive out of it. We move forward on a committee or we get a warm fuzzy or we enjoy each other's company, something like that. Because, you know, even Wednesday uh, with the social, I want to go, but I also have... um, you know, family commitments. And I like, feel really torn. I'm like, well, that's kind of a nice gift to have two delightful things I can choose from. But I also don't want to show up to a lodge meeting on a rainy Thursday, park my car, walk in the rain, get upstairs, sit there, and then be stuck, like, and leave and having nothing move forward. Right. Right? Like, so I, my goal is to allow people to feel like we're moving forward on some things because, yeah, we don't have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> all those people skipping the meetings no um cool uh so thanks for that yeah uh, good insight uh so i had just uh one other thing sure. that i thought uh well maybe two maybe three I don't oh know. gosh goodness uh so while we were off and i was away gallivanting uh on the other side of the planet i uh listened to one of the three links oddcast mm-hmm. shows and it is their one called a young man's benefit and it is a very good podcast and the reason it's a very good podcast and the reason why i'm bringing it up is that there's a bc connection that uh rbc listeners will probably um can kind of relate to so the uh show it has the author i'm i'm looking it up right now uh it is herb emery who is an economist and he, they did a really great show. He gave a fill-in on who he is and all of that. What uh, Herb did was, I believe he is uh, co-authored in some way uh, this book called The Young Man's Benefit. And the basis and the data for this book uh, are all origined out of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia. And he spent... Um, many months digitizing 100 years of data from minute books from the lodges in British Columbia from 1870, whatever, um, through to the 80s, uh, to uh, 1980s. The book's old, but, uh, you know, it's not it's not a refresh recent book, but it is how the Odd Fellows acted as life insurance or as employment insurance, the benefits that were financial out of the uh, Odd Fellows Lodges. And and I recommend people who are curious about it uh, and understand why maybe the, why we stop because that's not our lead anymore. You don't come to the Odd Fellows to uh, get unemployment insurance. But have a listen to it. It is an episode, I don't know how far back because they don't number theirs. What are they doing? Number your episodes, guys. Uh, May first, it was May. It was dropped on May first. So have a look back there. I recommend that. Um, and uh, like, what's next for us? What are we gonna do next? We're gonna. Should we do a show from Grand Lodge? You should come to Grand Lodge sessions. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I am. <laughs> I have not decided whether or not I'm going to Grand Lodge. It's tricky. Well, um, it would be interesting viewing. We of course don't have a vote because we're not of significant enough you as an experience. I. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be interesting to go with a few people Grand from Lodge is from in, town it, yeah, here. Yeah, in Victoria next year. To have a common shared experience. Yeah. Um, so we can talk about that yeah, online. We'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll take microphones with us. Um, yeah, we don't have... Uh, <gasps> or you could report in live from Grand Lodge. Oh, I'll be in Victoria. Lodge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fun. Billy in the field. Yeah. <laughs> Toby did it. He did a great yeah, job from yeah. Sovereign Grand Lodge when we asked him to. Um, yeah, we, uh, we're we curious for new ideas and so forth over the summer. Uh there's a couple things on the back burner. Maybe we'll get some other uh, orders in the neighborhood. Um, we're still working on that angle that we did with the Eagles Lodge um, many, many, many episodes ago. 
Um, but yeah, we've got some things. Uh, email us at info at moderngoatrider.com or message us on Facebook. We we read our mail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to talk about agile methodology. Okay. Because it would be really boring. I think I think at 49-ish minutes in, oh. that might be a its own, yeah. its own little nugget to crack a different time. Yeah, maybe it's another time. Yeah. So I have a, I, uh, the, the nugget I gave my finance committee crew was we were trying to figure out how to do everything. Mm. And we just, we were trying to sort through this big long list of stuff to do. And I work in software development and they use the agile methodology. So anyone who's a, uh, a geeky nerdy, uh, developer out there probably knows agile, t- uh, methodology and that uh, it's a great way to get things done. Uh, so um, maybe it will be a show in the future. We'll do one uh, after a couple months of playing around with it. It's really hard to do as a show, mm. like, an air, like a radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, visuals help a lot. But uh, yeah, if you're curious, uh, YouTube it. Agile methodology for software development. And it'll show you things called Scrum and Sprints and scrum masters and product owners and uh yeah it's all fun stuff and then and billy and i have had this conversation before but that makes me think about rugby yes so a bunch of it, software yeah. developers like hurling themselves together in order yeah, to get it's things exactly done. like that and that sounds great <laughs> and that's what uh that's what we're trying to do with the, the finance committee is this is a these are all things really important we're going to work on those really quick and then what is we're going to give it to another committee. We're going to make sure that the committees are mm. working. Um, so yeah, maybe it's a, a a retrospective type thing we'll do. You can talk about your success. Yeah, buckets mm. of success. Buckets, oodles. Well, buddy, it was good to see you. Good to see you too. And uh, it's uh, Sunday afternoon. Sunny out. Mm-hmm. I'm going into the garden for the next f- few hours. Oh wow! Yeah, you're going to do the same. Uh, I did yeah. a bit of that this morning. Did you? I will probably do some kind of grocery shopping, food prep, adulting. Yeah. Adulting. Yes. <sighs> Drag. Yeah, I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we'll be back again soon. Yeah. <laughs> making more Oddfellows discoveries and seeing the Oddfellowship all around us. Cheers. NFLT. NFLT.